you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Big Design, Small Budget. I'm Betsy Helmuth, and thank you so much for joining me today for Kitchen Not So Confidential. I am going to be revealing my favorite tips for your kitchen, answering some questions, and of course, revealing that TMI. I'm blushing already. Uh, So let's dive in. Let's get started. Let's get started with my awesome tip of the day. Today's awesome tip of the day is that I don't care how you decorate your kitchen. I don't care. I don't care about the tiles. I don't care about the flooring. I don't care about the paint or the cabinetry. The only thing I care about and the only thing all your friends care about is if it's clean. So first things first, before you're asking yourself, what am I gonna do with this rental kitchen that has linoleum tile? It's fine, just keep it clean. I'm gonna give you an example. So I designed a fabulous place in New Jersey the other day. I mean, literally, I walked in, my mouth hit the floor. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, you had money to hire a big time designer, but I'm here, so, so I'll help you out. Um, so I went into their kitchen. Beautiful. They just renovated it to their taste. Everything was impeccable. Lovely. And it's an old Victorian, so they have this fireplace surround that no longer has a fireplace. But the guy was like, it's obviously a fireplace surround. Shall we fill it with logs and make it look kind of rustic and natural and fun? Absolutely not. Logs are dirty. You know, if you're taking them really from outside, I'm not a nature person, so do logs come from outside or Home Depot? Anyway, if you're taking them from outside, they might have bugs. And plus, it kind of sheds, you know, the log, and it just makes this gorgeous kitchen look unclean. All I want to know is that you've swept. That's all I want to know about your kitchen. So don't put logs in there. Yeah, I don't want log dust. I don't want any dust. And that is my awesome tip of the day. But, you know, that being said, if your kitchen is clean, let's design it. Let's pick an awesome backsplash. So let's get talking about your clean kitchen. Let's throw to my first caller. Hi. 
Hi, Betsy. I had a question about backsplash in my kitchen. I own my home, so I'm a little bit more flexible to make changes, and since I'm not in the city, I have a good amount of space. Anyway, there's a gap from where the wall begins to where my cabinets begin of about six inches. I want to do a backsplash, but would you recommend taking the backsplash all the way to the end of the wall, or would you end it where the cabinets end? Both sides are open. The cabinets don't lead to a corner, but to an open entryway. Also, above the sink, there's a large open square of space where there isn't a cabinet. Would you extend the backsplash up into there as well or have it create a straight line across? I keep trying to picture it, but it seems like it would look funny both ways. My first caller is Katie, who is a Keith and the Girl fan. Thanks for hearing me on Keith and the Girl and then becoming a huge fan of mine. I'm so excited. And I am so excited to advise you on this topic because I actually see it a lot where people's cabinets end, but the countertop didn't end. And so they're like, where does the backsplash end? Sometimes they take it all the way to the end of the countertop. I don't think so. The backsplash ends where the cabinets end. So even though the countertop extends here, that backsplash is going to stop right there in line with the edge of the cabinets. Now you mentioned that space in between your cabinets that kind of goes up and you'll see listeners online that I'll have pictures on my website so that you can see what I'm talking about because she sent in pictures of her kitchen. But that space above your sink that goes up um, needs to be tiled with the backsplash. So go up into that area. A lot of us have it in terms of above the oven or the stove. We have an area that has extra space that's higher than the normal backsplash. You need to tile it with the backsplash tiles. Oh my goodness, that's a tongue twister. Backsplash tiles. Whew. Uh, so that's my recommendation and it will look, really look quite dramatic. I love a good backsplash because that is the place where you can have fun. Countertops, you got to be practical, like what washes off, what's going to last me forever. Cabinets, you got to be practical, what looks nice, what matches the countertops. Floors, you know, you've got to pick a nice tile that doesn't have too much grout so you can clean it. But the backsplash is like the jewelry for the room. It's where I want to see your personality because Katie, you own, thanks for rubbing it in, but uh, you own, so you can do it to your taste if you're going to be there a long time. But for those of us who don't own or if we're thinking about resale, we can just put something up that's to our taste because backsplashes are so easy to take down and put up. And here's a little FYI, if you rent like I do and if you don't have a backsplash like I don't, then you can go to Home Depot and they have stick and peel backsplashes. I know, it sounds horrific. It sounds like contact paper on crack, but it is cool. I will put a link to it on the website. So Katie, I hope that answered your question. By the way, your kitchen's looking great and with the backsplash, it's gonna look even better. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today.
And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Now it's time for question number two. Our question comes from Catherine in Brooklyn. Hey, Betsy, this is Catherine. I've gone uh, an embarrassingly long time without um, those handle things on your kitchen cabinets. I don't even know what they're called. That's how sad it is. Uh, what are they called and where can I get them and how do you install them? Great question. I love handles and pulls and knobs, and that's what they're called, handles, pulls, and knobs. So handles and pulls are synonymous. They're those things that are like a U shape that you put your hand in and pull, and a knob is like round or square. I actually hate square and oval knobs. I wasn't going to go off on this tangent. It just struck me. I really hate square and oval knobs because if they're not perfectly screwed in or if they move over time when you pull, 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 they look off. So just always get a circle if you're using a knob. Sorry, I had to say it. I had to say it. Let me get back to your question. So your question is, should you have handles and knobs? Oh, hell yes. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of jewelry for your kitchen, it's just so nice and it can be such a great accent. Plus, it's so affordable. You can get amazing handles, amazing knobs for under three bucks a piece. I like the website Cool Knobs and Handles, coolknobsandpulls.com. I never know, it always autofills when I type it in because I'm there so often. But it's coolknobsandpulls.com, has a huge selection. The other place I like is, of course, Home Depot whatever you know they've got a nice selection and they've got basic and somewhat ornate and if you want really ornate if you're trying to go for something special or you have this kind of eclectic look you're hoping for anthropology oh my goodness that's fun that's if you want to splurge i only shop their sale section in the hardware but it's worth it there's some amazing pieces now how you measure for this say you already have an existing pull on your cabinet which i'm not sure you do i can't tell from this question but if you open it up you're going to measure from the center of the screw to the center of the screw because when you replace these pulls you don't want to have to drill new holes you want it to go right into the hole that's already existing because putting a lot of holes in your cabinets is tragic so go inside measure from the center of the screw where that little x is to the center of the other x and that is how big your pull should be so typically poles are between three inches and four and a half inches. So if you don't have any existing pole right now, skew for something three to four and a half unless you have super tall cabinets. But if you just have something standard, that is the measurement you should be looking at. And you'll find a really good range in there. Knobs and poles, get it done. Under 20 bucks, you'll transform your kitchen. You're welcome. Design. TMI. And now we're ready for a little design TMI. So I will tell you something that's going wrong in my kitchen, something I haven't been able to tackle. I have a ton of cabinets, so I have sufficient storage. I'm not like a huge cook. I wouldn't know what to do with the Cuisinart if it like bit me in the butt. I don't know. So I just have what's needed, bare essentials. And I do have quite a bit of Tupperware because I like leftovers. Who doesn't, right? Um, I was thinking about who doesn't. There are people that don't like leftovers. 
and that's fine. It's not as good as the first time. Anyway, let's keep going. I have a lot of Tupperware, and whenever I open that particular cabinet, I shove it in, and I just pray that it doesn't bounce back and all fall out on me. Whenever I open it just to pull something out, inevitably, something's going to fall on me. Uh, good thing it's lightweight. So what do I do? How do I organize all of this assorted plastic stuff? I have no clue. It is something I have not been able to deal with. And so luckily I am having someone on next week's show who will deal with this for me. Her name is Anna Bauer and her website is Sorted by Anna and she's going to give us all of her organization tips. And I'm a designer, but I am no organizer, so I could use several tips. And if you could use tips too, write in to Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com or of course you can go to our Facebook page, Big Design Small Budget Podcast, and you can write us a question about your organization dilemmas and I will have Anna solve everything because it's not really my forte on next week's show. So thank you so much for listening. It's always great to have you and hope to see you next week. asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.